Hello my friends, welcome to the We Are TGF Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're keeping safe and well, and don't forget to hit the follow button so you know when we upload next. Hello again my friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of the We RTGF podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is going to be a very special one and I've got to admit this is the one that I have been looking forward to since I started the podcast. I talked with the guest way, way, way back and he said yeah, I'm up for doing it and now today is the day and what a day to do it as well because this is episode 10 so we've now hit our very first milestone when it comes to this podcast and we've got a extremely special guest well special to me maybe not to you but he's definitely special to me now of course i have my beautiful co-host as always the wonderful lady the pixiness And today, the wait is over. Finally, you are going to find out exactly who our guest is. It is none other than the one and only fruit of my loins, Adam. Howdy, people. Our yes. jubbly son is here. Yep. Yes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes, that's right, people. This is my own flesh and blood. He is my actual son. And yeah, the one that I have mentioned and referred to in previous episodes yeah, of the podcast. And we still chuckle to this day about what he's like with horror films and horror <laughs> games and stuff like that. How are you doing, Ads? Yeah, I'm doing all right, but today to be honest well it's really good to see you and it's good to have you on the podcast as well we saw you not that long ago and i've got a big thank you to say to you just for the pc because my content quality has gone through the roof now in comparison to what it used to be like and that is all thanks to you so thank you so much son i'm happy to see it and this is is nothing to do with gaming (laughs) but none of you know this but he brought me a bag and it's the best bag Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it was just a bag that you'd seen that you wanted, and it, but it means more because it come from our. Bo- Thank you, love it. You're very welcome. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as Adam is on this podcast, we can't go any further without giving a little special mention to the light of his life, Xanthi. So, hello, Xanthi. Hello, we love you. (laughs) Thank you for putting up with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so let's crack on now. Of course, if you want to get involved with the podcast in any way, shape or form, if you want to tell us a story and have our live reactions, if you want to ask us a question or even be considered as a guest in a future episode, all you have to do is email wertgf at gmail.com. That's wertgf, all one word, at gmail.com. And I will reply to every single email that I receive. We've got one of our very own jammy today that will come later on. Right, well, I'm going to start this bit off. Okay. It's not that often that we do this. Well, I do this. So I'm going to ask the first question of the first section. Oh, taking it from you. I don't mind. Okay. Right, this first <laughs> section is all about your honeymoon. You're too young to have honeymoon, you're allowed to get married yet. Anyway, <laughs> look, he may not be my flesh and blood, but he's still my boy. Yes, I know. 
I ain't going to change. Right. What was your first experience with gaming that you remember? This is going to be an interesting one. Now, a quick little bit of history. For those people who don't know, I lost contact with his mum back when he was like three and up until he was 10. So this section, I don't actually know what his first honeymoon with gaming was. So this is going to be news to me as well. I'm very interested for this. Right, what's well, your face? Go on, Ads. Okay, so my first experience is quite a weird one, actually. I was maybe four or five. I had the PS2 Slim Silver. And I had, if you remember the, I think it was a DreamWorks film called Ants. I had the game yes. of that. And that's the first ever game I remember. I remember watching that with your sister, religiously. That and Space Jam. So, yeah, I do remember that. I never played the game. What was it like? Oh, I was five years old, so I don't really remember. But I remember playing it. <laughs> You're not that bloody old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that well, was my first ever memory gaming, and then there was about a two-year gap until the next one. So what was it that made you want to carry on gaming? There's nothing like it, is there? It's an escape from the real world. Yeah, that's pretty much was my answer as well. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, I, I, had, I had a break from gaming in, when I was in my teenage years, like five years ago. Yeah, I know. And then, then everything went to... The crapper, and it, I came back to it because it's, it's a good escape, to be honest. Yeah, and it's not just an escape, though. Once, yeah, I came to it as an escape, but then it developed into something more. Developed into a love. Yeah, it developed into a love because then I started to, my creative mind started to see all the art and the nuances from gaming and certain games in general and i just thought you know what this is an art form this is beautiful to sort of envelop yourself in these worlds that have been created meticulously by a group of very talented individuals is that the kind of thing that's made you carry on playing even though now it's an escape but now that it's not an escape anymore it's just enjoyment is that what's made you come back to it definitely i really appreciate all the effort the developers put into the games you still get goosebumps when you see a massive open world for the first time yeah yeah so was the ps2 slim the first gaming platform you played on yeah surprisingly i started on playstation and then i switched over to the dark side, as you would call it. Traitor! <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't matter the platform, we're all gamers. It used to matter a lot to me, as you and Adam can tell. Yeah. When I first moved up, it was like, fucking puss box, what are you doing to your son? <laughs> and I used to take the piss out of it, but now I'm glad that there are other people that we can play with now. I personally do like crossplay. Me, I do like crossplay, but I just don't think that PC players should ever be put no, in with console. console because PC just they are the superior. Yeah, in new enough every single way. I think yeah. PC crossplay is all right if it's kept to local lobbies. I had well, yeah. That. Well, it's, this is when it's it. forced on multiplayer. It's just unfair because it's easier to hack and it's also got a higher skill level. It's... Yeah. Yes, Splitgate is the perfect example of that because I absolutely adore that game. I think it is a lot of fun. Is if you haven't tried it, with PC? and it's crossplay with PC, oh, and you can know. instantly tell the difference just by the movement. You know, when you watch the kill cam and then you can see the way they move and how yeah. fast they are and you're just thinking, yeah, there's no way you're on console. 
No way. Like Split Gate, yeah, Adam. Yeah, I've been loving it. I play on PC. I can definitely tell when I come up against a console player, slowly turning around when it takes me off a second. I feel a bit. It's unfair on him, to be fair. You always see him at the bottom of the leaderboard when it's full of PC players. Yeah. Can you turn crossplay off? No, not at the moment. We're on uh, what they're calling season zero. And it's, yeah, it's got a long way to go, but it's still in its infancy. So obviously, if there's enough people getting in contact with, I think it's 1047 Games that did it. And if they get in contact with them, then the overwhelming majority of people are all going to be saying, look, it's not right that we're playing against PC players. And unless you get into a a lobby with a PC player, you shouldn't be put into a PC lobby. Do it that way if you want to have cross-play on. You know, you've got to be playing with a PC player in order to be put into PC lobbies. A lot of games are doing that already. Now, for those of you who are listening and don't know, when it comes to things like gaming, technology and computing, Adam has gotten a monopoly on it because he knows a lot about everything to do with computers from the coding right the way through to the hardware. As I said in a previous episode, it was a really, really good, fun bonding experience for me to start learning all the new equipment and hardware compared to what it used to be like when I learned about computing and it was a really fun bonding experience with my son and I really enjoyed it, Ads. I really did. No, it was quite fun to be honest, teaching you how to do it. And it was nice me and Xanthi were just sat there for about 20 minutes just watching you two. Yeah. And it was really nice to see you two doing that together, building that PC. And it was interesting to see what you were doing. Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was fun solving the problems that arose together as well. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I know things have changed a lot now. You as well? 76? Oh, piss off. (laughs) (laughs) but i know a lot of things have changed and i just i moved over to playstation and since i moved over to playstation i didn't keep up to date with new hardware when it comes to pc exactly because i didn't need to and yeah i just lost myself in the world of gaming so that's the whole point of me loving having this little bonding experience with you ads because i got to learn shit and even though I know there were certain instances where you were cringing, thinking, Dad, don't do that. Dad, don't do that. <laughs> you could see him turn yeah. around in his head going, just let me do it. Just turn around and go, can you do it? Yeah, just he's twitching, me- <laughs> twitching. And then I'd just look over it and go, Ads, what am I missing here? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so, so what's the next question? It was, what was the very first gaming platform that you bought yourself or you owned? Uh, well, you don't really own it as a kid. So the first one I bought, I think I was 16, I saved up for my first Xbox. It was the Xbox One S. I've never felt more proud to actually own an Xbox because I bought it with my own money for my own job. It means yeah. a lot more, doesn't it? It does, yeah. When you I get your first paycheck and then you save up your money and then you buy something that you really yeah, wanted. Definitely. And now I have my own gaming PC, which I built from scratch. I'm, I'm immensely proud of that one. It's worth over... About one and a half grand now. But it's my own money. I've invested in it and I'm incredibly proud of it. You should be. Because I know the PC that I got off you is a really decent PC. It's a TI6 and it runs everything that I need it to run. They're not cheap. A and TI6, yours. You mean a 750 Ti? Yeah. Yeah. 
See? <laughs> See? <laughs> she sat there giggling. Says, yeah, well, my dad's that thick. Well, I, <laughs> He's not I, up to I, date I just, with it I yet. just knew the listeners would be cringing at that. What the hell's a TI-6? <laughs> well, a TI-6 core. Is that better? Is that better? Um, the 6 core's the processor. Well, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on. This is the kind of conversations <laughs> that they have people when they are with each other. They go off on tangents. So yeah. I will have to rein them both in a couple no. of times because otherwise this podcast <laughs> is going to be about six hours long. No, We're here to talk about games. PCs are yes, computers know, that you I run games saying. on. So it's, it's not that far away I from gaming. I am still going to have to reel you two back in at some point because, yes, it's a six-hour podcast. Yeah, because when we're talking about games... It's the passion. Yeah, I, I could talk about games. I met a guy at Men Behaving Dadly uh, on, well, yesterday, as I'm recording this. When you're listening to this, it'll be Saturday just gone. Which and is, by the way, it is Sunday the 29th of August. It's what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what she said. So, as I was saying, and I met him and... We were talking about exactly the same thing, games. And he said, am I not boring you yet? And I went, mate, you're talking about my very favourite subject to talk about. I could talk about games all day, every day, and I would never have a low moment. I love talking about games, whether it's with a complete stranger or with my son. I just... I love talking about games and that's why me and Adam get lost in conversation sometimes when we're talking about games and the way that they're made and how good they are or bad they yeah. are, why they're good, why they're bad, etc, etc. So yeah, there you go. That is the gaming honeymoon. That is how my son got into gaming in the very first experience. And yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that his first console would have been PS2. Now I really feel old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old, isn't it? Isn't it? Right, the next section is about your gaming loves. The hardest section yeah. to answer. So, what is, in your opinion, the single best game you have ever played? Well, I feel like you already know the answer to this question, but it's got to be the one and the only Minecraft. Yeah, I knew that were coming. Yeah. You're a Minecraft guru. <laughs> of course you're going to go with Minecraft. First and played it at 10 years old and I've never stopped. I remember going past his bedroom to go to the toilet and all I hear is Pixie when you're done can you come in so I can show you this it's like yeah <laughs> spend about half an hour in there going oh it's confuzzled my brain hurts right I'm going down for a brew <laughs> well as people who are listening to this and have been listening to the previous episodes will already know I mentioned at one point I think it was episode 3 with Nick aka Thiddleach I was talking with him about his worlds and everything that he's built on Minecraft. And he was saying how his head hurts when he tries to understand Redstone. And (laughs) I mentioned that Adam once was in his bedroom. And as I'm walking past, he went, Dad, do you know this song? And he built, with Redstone and the notes, the Mario theme. And I went, that's Mario. And he went, yeah, I built it, and then I went in, and he had about four or five of them set up, just playing random tunes. And yeah. I'm like, did you do that? And he went, yeah, and then I went up half an hour later, and he'd already done another three. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how fast are you? That's and to this day, I've start. never... To this day, ads, I have never seen anyone build faster than you on Minecraft. Not once. Well, that's I what remember. happens when you play it eight hours a day. I remember <laughs> him coming down one day, and you'd went on it just to see if you could understand and 
I looked at his face, he looked at me, and it was like, oh my days, we're going to be here for about 400 years just for him to do a line of bricks, <laughs> blocks. And yeah. he just looked at me and he turned around and he shook his head and he walked away because of how slow you was doing it. Yeah, because it's not my game, is it, I really? Know, but you did try. That's that's what counts as you did Yeah, try. that was probably... That was back when I was spending a significant time. Instead of just the odd weekend and stuff like that, it was when I was spending significant time with you, Ads, if you remember. Because he lived yeah. here, yes. Yeah, and <laughs> I was saying, not we need more things we didn't have much money at the time so we couldn't bond over building a pc or anything like that so i needed things to like bond with you over and minecraft was that one thing wasn't it i'm gonna just chuck another question in here to you ads what's the best thing that you've built in minecraft personally for you personally now i don't think it's any of the things i used to build in creative mode back then it's all the survival stuff because you have to actually work for it then which is yeah, if you want wood, you've got to chop down the trees. If you want coal, you've got to go and mine it, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, well, I've built countless bases in Minecraft in survival now, and those are the only things I'm proud of because you're actually you're working for it. Yeah, which is, yeah, I can understand that. Well, I mentioned last week, Ads, I don't know if you heard the podcast last week, someone's just recreated Bonsai Gardens in Minecraft, which is a place in Apex Legends, and I've seen it, I've seen the video of it, and it is absolutely amazing. Was there any kind of cityscapes or recreations that you did within Minecraft? Mm, I've never recreated anything major. There's one that I was really impressed by. I, I don't remember what it was called, but it's the White City from Lord of the Rings, and someone recreated it wholly in Minecraft. I mentioned that not yeah, long ago as well. As I remember well. seeing that. Yeah. It was such an amazing job. And I, yeah. I, do, I remember sending Adam a seed on Minecraft that I saw I remember you sending him that that little tiny fucking island and all I got back was fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for the people that don't know, it was a seed, it was a tiny little island and you had to dig down in order to progress. But you had to dig a certain way. But you had to dig a certain route. If you went, if you deviated in the wrong way at any point, that was it. Yeah. Was it lava? No. Or just water? No, it was just you ran out of everything because you had one tree. You started off with one tree on this little dinky, what, 20 by 10 fucking squares. <laughs> yeah. I apologise, Adam, I'm sorry. Do you, know what I, do you know what I'd love to see? Now, I know you know Sea of Thieves ads. How would you think it'd work if someone tried to recreate Sea of Thieves in Minecraft? Do you think that would be possible? You could do a lot in Minecraft these days with, like, command blocks and writing your own code for it and mods so i reckon you could recreate it fully but it'd lose its charm because sea of thieves has its own art style yeah yeah i love the art style of sea of thieves i think they've done a really good job of it they've not gone for complete realism they've gone for their own thing and it, it really works do you play yeah, it, it really does Adam. i've played it once before but i've not played it in years and but i do remember i remember the water being Absolutely beautiful in that game. Yeah, I've got to say, it's one of the most impressive water rendering that I have ever seen in any game. And Just, you're running on low settings and it's still impressive. So Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you two should get on it together. I'm actually, I'm pushing it quite far, but I haven't got uh, anything like ray tracing or anything like that. So yeah, if I pushed it any further, it would just constantly lag out. 
But yeah, I think it still looks absolutely amazing. And when I've seen the gameplay from the Xbox version, oh man, it's like seeing Battlefield 4 on the PS4 compared to Battlefield 4 on the PS3. It's just night and day. Yeah, it looks kind of the same, but it's just not. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be one of those games you can play for a long time. So maybe one day you'll have an upgraded system. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's just such a good, fun game. The only thing that I didn't like about it is the fact that they say, right, this is how you eat food to replenish your life. And this is how you sail. Crack on. Go. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's the only tutorial you get that you will get. They don't tell you about the outposts. They don't tell you about anything other than that. So you're wandering around. For the first game that I had, I destroyed a skeleton, picked up his skull, and I thought, what do I do with his skull? I didn't even have a clue that you had to put it on your boat, take it back to the outpost and sell it. So, no, yeah. Those, those are my favourite types of game. That's why I liked Minecraft. All those years back, discovering stuff yourself. There's nothing better than that. I don't like it when a game handholds you too much. Yeah. yeah, I. It's like the one thing that I think of more than any other is Tomb Raider. You know when Tomb Raider had that, he tried to re-energize the franchise. And they brought it out, and I think it was the PS3. And they said it was the rise of Tomb Raider or something like that, I think it was called. Yeah. But then when you were playing it, and you were thinking, right, where do I go? All you'd have to look for is a cliffside with a massive white chalk outline. And you go, oh, that's a ledge that I can go and jump to. Yeah. Because of this massive white chalk line. Where in previous games it was, no, work it out. And I think it's there's something to be said about the games that do that. The games that say, no, we're not going to hold your hand. If you like what you've seen so far, if you like this game, then go and explore try and find it all out for yourself and you might actually love to do that more so next question anyway what is your favorite franchise because minecraft can't be it minecraft's just well there's a few minecraft games but none of them are like the original so what is your favorite franchise of all time to be fair it would have to be saints row for me i played the first three and the fourth one i think you even bought me the fourth one as a gift i did yeah Saints Row Purple, Adam. That was always my favourite franchise. franchise. But I'm actually a bit (laughs) disappointed with the new trailer, to be fair. A lot of people are. There's no Johnny Gat. There's no Saints Row itself. The whole point of Saints Row is the actual location of Saints Row. But now they've gone more like a Western theme. And And they've got rid of the purple as well. They didn't even keep that. I think it's just That's it. Delete it. a completely new it. game with that IP slapped on top of it to sell more. Yeah. Yeah, I think we see that a lot, don't we? Yeah. We see people saying, oh, look, this is a new game in the franchise. And you think, right, well, if you took away that name off that and Give didn't it make somebody. it part of the franchise and just had it as a standalone game, it'd be a hit. But the fact that you put that name on it and it's so far removed from the main franchise that it's just it, it really puts a yeah a really bad ex- perspective on it well if i think about it i could have watched that trailer and any other title come up at the end of the trailer i would have believed it instantly that's how disassociated it is 
Yes. I, I'll wait for the gameplay. I might still play it. It could be a, a good game still, but I don't think it's going to be a Saints Row game. I don't think it will be one that you particularly want to pre-order. No, but at the same time, I understand where they're coming from with the fact of they have got to try something new. Resident Evil, remember the backlash they got when everyone went, what? Resident Evil 7 is going to be first person. Oh, it's going to be shit. It's going to be shit. And then look at what happened. It was absolutely amazing. And everyone fell head over heels in love with it. So it does pay off sometimes if it's done correctly. But if they don't put a lot of thought into it and give a quick nod to the older games, but at the same time saying, but this is a new bold direction that we're going in. I don't think people are going to warm to it. Even if it is a great game in itself, it's not going to be a success. Yeah. I think the new Saints Rose, it might be a bit controversial, but I think they've gone a bit politically correct with it, and including all the minorities, which there's no problem with that, but I think sometimes you, people just do it for either. the sake of it. Yeah, they're trying to tick boxes rather yeah. than make a fun game to play. Better be, better please. Yeah, I, I don't care about yeah. putting those type of characters in it. If they're meant to be there and they fit right. But if you're just doing it to please people, you, you're just doing it for more money. And it, yeah. it ruins it for me. Yeah, it does for me as well. I hope that it's good. I said to Vapor, I think, said exactly the same as you, Ads. And yeah, I think I agree with you. But at the same time... I'm going to reserve my judgment for when we see the gameplay trailer. Yeah. Because I think that is going to be the key moment of whether it's going to be good. Yeah. If they, for example, if you can't, and I know that people are not going to like it because it's part of Saints Row culture, but if you cannot have a massive 15-inch rubber dildo that you can hit people with, it's not going to be Saints Row, is it? <laughs> that's the kind of ridiculousness aliens coming down halfway through the fucking main storyline and taking over things like that it's so over the top so far-fetched that it's just so endearing at the same time yeah. and you can't help but think yeah let's let's go all in it's like watching a james bond film yeah you know that there's no man on the planet who could possibly survive most of the stunts that he does but yeah he does it anyway Right, well, I'm going to go to the next question. So, who do you think is or was the best content creator? Mm, it's a difficult question for me, to be fair. What got me into watching YouTube and stuff when I was, like, 12? I think I was actually there with views. Yeah. I, If you remember, I used to watch Minecraft YouTubers. There was a few different ones, and that, that was it. I was hooked on YouTube. Yeah, because I remember them coming to you. And saying, Adam, I don't know how to do this. How do you do this? And you, that's why I gave you the title of Minecraft Guru because all the professional, like YouTubers and everything who played nothing but that game were all coming to you saying, I'm stuck. Can you help? Yeah, the smaller YouTubers that I followed, yeah, I actually became good friends with some of the smaller YouTubers, not, not the massive ones that have got millions of views, obviously, but I don't remember that time quite fondly, to be honest. I'm not in touch with any of them now, to be fair, though. No. But I think that's a really good nod to what a game it is. Yeah. Now, it might not be my kind of thing, but there is literally so many people across the globe that play that game religiously all the time, or will just be like Nick, for example, it will just dip back into it every other day. Yeah. And 
I think that is a really good, like, tip of the cap nod kind of thing to how well it was made. I figure it's just because it, cause you got for your own, basically. Anyone can do whatever they want. Their, your plans are only as big as what you want to do. And I think that's why it's still popular 11 years later. Yeah, it is. And then yeah. you've got the spin-offs like Minecraft Story. Minecraft Dungeons, yeah. Bed Wars and all that. that and people just... They gravitate they've, they've towards it. They've done amazing things with that game. Yeah, Probably. I think I think one of the things that opened the floodgates is the fact they said, yes, this is a new game that we brought out and it was one like no other game on the market. There was nothing like it. Yeah. To this day, you could say Dragon Quest Builders was similar. and I, Nah, I don't agree with that. Dragon Quest Builders has got the blocks... But that's about it. It's a game in its own right. Yeah, it's a standalone, different... Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, I think the fact that they released it and said, no, you are allowed to mod this one. We are not going to kick off when you do mod this one. We are going to actively encourage you to make mods for this game. And they just gave free reign to every creative mind out there. So they would say... I I really like this game. I love Minecraft. So do you know what I'm going to do? I am going to go out of my way. I'm going to make this new mod. And now everyone can... (laughs) See a Thieves reference. Now everyone can dress up like a block version of Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Would there ever be a point, Adam, where you would think about doing a mod for it? Well, it's into it before, to be honest. But you have to learn Java. And that's one of the most... It's just a nuisance of a language to learn. <laughs> Fair enough. For everyone who doesn't know, Java is a programming language like C or basically the one that everyone uses, HTML. It's a, just a programming language so the computer can recognize what actions to perform. Now, if you're not technically minded like me, it's like going out and, and trying to learn Japanese. Now, it is getting easier now because Minecraft have introduced data packs and you can basically create whole mods in that. And that's a vanilla supported way of implementing mods basically so would you give it a go at some point if i had an idea some of that i wanted to add in maybe yeah but therein lies the problem doesn't it with the yeah. video games films any kind of entertain entertainment media idea. uh, ideas now they're hard to come by and it's very very rare that you will get a completely unique original game because most of it's already been done yeah. That's why the games that are truly unique, for example, Sea of Thieves again, Minecraft is another one. They are completely unique. There's no other games out there like that. And that is why they are so massively successful. It's still to this day the number one best selling game on the planet. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Minecraft, that is. Yeah. That is just blows my mind. Now, next section is just going to be for a little bit of fun. Just for fun. We're just going to ask you some random questions to see if we get any decent answers. But, yeah, I've been looking forward to this bit because we get a little bit more of an insight to your thoughts behind the games rather than just the games that you play and how you started playing and that kind of thing. So, if you had the power to change any aspects of gaming in general but you could only choose one, what would it be? Well, it'd be nothing to do with the user end of gaming. I would change 
the development time, the lead time on a game. Because I have done quite a bit of it myself. And it can take a week to do a menu if it's advanced enough. And fixing bugs as well, it'd be sped up tenfold. If I could change anything, I would speed that up. Yeah, because one bug can take actually a long time to find and fix. Because a bug can happen and the user will say, oh, this has happened to me whilst I was here. But users are pretty dumb usually and they won't tell you what's happened, what they were exactly doing when it happened. So sometimes just trying to get the bug to be recreated on your side so you can see what goes wrong is the hardest part. Yeah, this is why developers say, when you notice this bug, have you got any gameplay of it or anything like that? Yeah, and they say... When you do your bug report, actually fill it out properly. Don't just say, didn't work, because that's useless to any developer. Yeah, exactly. Because any of the aspect of the game, as far as I can say, didn't work. Because so all they'll have bit. is a timestamp of, that's when it went wrong. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right, so. A, you need to tell them where you was, what you was doing, what you just clicked. Any time, especially with Warzone and that glare that I yeah. get, I always send a bug report out and I always fill that out to the best of my knowledge to help them. Even though they ain't going to fucking listen. It's Warzone. But it's like the intelligent and dumb divide, shall we call it. Whereas there is a lot of people now, the majority, I would say, around 80% of the human population don't know how to code. They don't know what a game is actually made like. They don't know what goes into it. It's like when All they, they first... see is the visual representation of that code. So it's they like don't I, know I what they're saying. Moved in. And I'll give you a lot of perfect example. I brought my laptop. Yeah, that old laptop. Was yeah. Just... And I turned around to games and I went, it's not working. And he went, bring it up and I'll see what I could do with it. And I brought it up, he turned it on and he just went, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally did because there was some twat that said, oh, I can fix that. And what they proceeded to do was start deleting system files off the actual computer, messing about with the coding, and I mean completely messing about with the internal coding, and they just completely wrecked it. It took me a good two and a half, three hours just to get it to boot with a new version of Windows, and it just, it took so long. But the damage had already been done by that point. I did, because I trusted him. He was, he was a friend at the time. And I trusted him, so I let him crack on. Now, if I get anything technology-wise, I don't touch that thing. If it's new, I don't fucking touch it until Games has got his hand on it and sorted it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's one of those things. If you, as long as you follow one simple rule that I've always followed myself, if you don't know what you're doing, research it or leave it the fuck alone. It's that simple. It's like a couple of times I've gone to Adam. Because personally, I thought that he might know it better than what you did. Nine times out of ten, he was like, yeah, go to Adam. You know, He knows better. Now, I already know what Adam's going to say. But what do you think to it, Ads, about these people who pretend to know more than they do and then fuck it up because they don't know what they're doing? I don't know. I think it's all in the ego, isn't it? Because maybe back in the day, they did know what they were doing, but... Obviously and this, he didn't. this ad it's left and, <laughs> and they think, no, I can fix that. I'm knowledgeable enough. And they just go in blind. But a two-minute Google search will tell you what to do and you probably can fix it easily. Yeah. This is why I've done it many times. I've, I'm even building the PC with Adam. When I would turn around and go, what am I missing here? There's something 
I'm missing. I know I am. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to tell Adam this. You know we got that hard drive, Adam? Yeah. He spent 10 minutes trying to get the fucking cable in because there's big <laughs> chunky hands. And I've te- <laughs> there's me going, let me do it. Let me do it. And he's going, I've got this. I've got this. And then about 10 minutes later, he went, can you do it? Because you've got little hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the actual adapter that you plug it into on the motherboard was right next to the graphics card and I just couldn't get my fingers in that far. Big hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been there before, to be fair. It's taken me 40 minutes to get a cable in before. But come on. Like father, like fucking son. You're taller <laughs> than your dad. Yeah, you're taller than me. He's got hands the same size. as Well, a little bit bigger now. When Adam comes over, I have to stand on the second step of my stairs to actually put my arms around a fucking idiot because he's so tall. <laughs> yeah, so everyone who thought it was funny seeing the height difference between me and Pixie it's because worse. she's four foot eleven and I'm six foot one, so that's like twelve inches, a good twelve inches. Well, it's a good sixteen inches. <laughs> Between the height of Pixie and my eldest son. He makes me feel like a dwarf. <laughs> no, you're hobbitsies. Yeah, hobbits. Right, so Adam, the next part of Just for Fun is what is your best or funniest gaming moment? Hmm, to be fair, I don't have one specific moment, but my favourite moments have always been with friends. I, I used to play the Gears of War games and the Call of Duty games on split screen with Lee and I'm just going through them on split screen is the best one I've ever had. I think my best my funniest moment personally with Adam is when we got him on until dawn and he was sat on a chair. And he and came it, off the chair. It yeah. was the noise he made more than anything people. It was the noise. Yeah because it was just after his voice had broken. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. up until that point he had a little squeaky voice like your old boys do. And then it was just this, game out of his mouth. Every time Gamester went back and played that part of the game, I was in stitches just because I had that image of Adam. Now, if you can imagine it, people, I was actually sat next to Pixie. I was watching him play. Pixie was uh, tinkering about on her phone. And when I saw him coming up to that point, I literally tapped her on the leg and she looked at me and I just nodded towards Adam and she just said, watch. <laughs> and then it happened and we both got front row seats. It was I'm sorry, Ads, but it was fucking hilarious. It's not the only time that's happened to me playing horror games. No, it's not, but he is fucking I've, funny. Um, yeah. I got banned from playing on the Oculus in college thanks to <laughs> horror games. I threw it across the room. <laughs> and then all I hear is my tutor saying alright Adam you're banned from the Oculus well I didn't care any I was crying <laughs> <laughs> just so you know people Adam's not particularly fond of horror games but Gamester is so Adam played them just just to have that father father son time and yeah it was yeah, yeah I played Minecraft to try and say look I know you love this game show me why you love it and then he did the same back, saying, I know you love horror, so show me why. Yeah. Okay, next question. Right, this is one for all of us. And first, I'm going to start with my wonderful lady. No, that, I've got a thing. you got a thing? I've got a thing. I can't hear the cogs turning. Have you used some WD-40? You leave my WD-40 alone, it's mine. Okay. Ads, what about you? What bugs you in gaming? What bugs me in gaming? 
I think I know what you're going to say, but what, what I will say is the sweaty people. I even almost insulted them then. I absolutely <laughs> hate them. And skill-based matchmaking is what it ties in with. You play in the game Fortnite, Apex, and you just... You put with the pros after getting a match where you got one kill and died, and it's like, what's it? What's it even playing at? I think it it can take out a lot of fun from the game when you're just against pros constantly. Yeah, and you've got to think, what is the skill based matchmaking coding? That what is it being based on? Because yeah. it's clearly not being based on skill. Even if you just put the one bit of code, make it from all people that have spent accurately around the same amount of hours on the game that would be far better than what they've got right now you, know you just don't know and all games do it differently but they all seem to do it wrong you just can't and then another thing that ties in with is the smurf accounts where a really high level player creates a new account just to crap all over everyone and feel like a god yeah they do I it a that, lot I think it just ruins it because yeah they might think Oh, I'm amazing at this game. I'm getting 40 kills a match, but really, you, you're against new players. You you can't be proud of yourself for that. Yeah, precisely. I don't know why they do it. I, I would never do that, but I think games without skill-based matchmaking are better. I prefer it just to be random. You'll yeah, get cause... some bad matches then that way, but most of the time, you'll get a good mix. Yeah, well, that's my exact thoughts on the matter as well. If you had no skill-based matchmaking or... As one of my viewers on the video that I posted says, if you just give us the option to turn it on or off, so we have the option of saying, yeah, we want to play with skill-based matchmaking and give ourselves a challenge, because it's going to be a challenge, you're going to be up against pros, or give us the option to just say, no, we don't want skill-based matchmaking, and then we might get the odd one or two pro players, but not a lobby full of them. Yeah. Definitely. That's my biggest bug. I don't think it'll ever get fixed, though, to be honest. Yeah, neither do I. Personally, uh, what's been bugging me recently, there's been a few things, but I think it's got to be the nasty players. I just don't think there's any reason to do it, but nearly on every single multiplayer game you go on now, there will be people trying to grief you even Dan last week was saying that he built a world on Minecraft that he spent a long time on it. And then he left it open so, you know, anyone could go in. And he came back to it a couple of days later and one of the entire villages that he built from scratch was completely griefed and destroyed. And he had to start rebuilding it again. And I just, I don't see the enjoyment that people are getting out of it. I don't understand it. Maybe, maybe I should look into it more. Just see if I can find a hacker or a griefer or someone just like that. Them. And say, look, do you mind jumping into a, a party chat with me? I just want to talk to you. That's all. And see if I can actually get anyone to talk. You never, you never know. Make a fucking YouTube video out of it or something. I think the majority of them are twelve-year-olds that don't really understand what they're doing. But like when they're destroying like a village like that, they're, they're really they're taking away probably like forty hours of that guy's work. That's something that he's proud of. And I know it's just a game, but it can proper get to you when people do stuff like that to you. Yeah, but when you spend so long on something, 
Is that it's, like... It becomes your baby. Yeah. So it's like when you're a new one and multiplayer game and you get, you get teamed with a pro and then they have a go at you for doing terribly. It's like, well, it's my first game. Why are you being horrible? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that... and that can put you off playing the game more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And COD has got to be the worst one for it, in my personal opinion. I just, that is what bugs me. I hate these toxic players who just think that they can take the piss out of people and completely just verbally assault them. Now, if you want to criticize the way I'm playing, fair enough. Even if I'm new, yeah, that's got, I'm new. What'd you expect? But if you're just using all these hateful comments as well that's where I draw the line that's yeah I just think that is disgusting behaviour and 9 times out of 10 it's because their parents haven't taught them that words can fucking hurt and you've got to also remember that this is fucking about with people's livelihoods because there's a lot of people who do Twitch or other streaming platforms full time now and earn money from it that's their source of income and you're fucking it up because you're getting enraging and they might lose fucking viewers or they might end up doing or saying something out of anger that will literally destroy their entire career. And I just don't think it's right. But that that's just me. That's my personal opinion. You might differ, you might not. But that's what we're here to discuss, in it? I agree with that, to be honest. And that made me think about Twitch streamers. One thing that has always... It's like it's proper wound me up is swatting. Oh, when you, yeah. When you see that happen on a stream, I, I've seen it live, I think, only once, but that's just horrific. You're literally, you're risking someone's life then just for a joke. Somebody and, did get killed. Yeah, there was an American yeah. guy that got killed. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. It makes me really sad, to be honest. And I just, I feel like the guy that did it, I bet he doesn't even feel guilty. Probably not. Probably, probably still finds it fucking funny. It's just, what's wrong with those type of people to do that to someone? Well, what about you, Picks? What bugs you, or what's been bugging you this week? When all of your mates are on the game that you're going to go and join them on, but your game won't load up. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all happily playing, getting in games, and you just still can't load it up. Can't connect to server, and you're just going, well, I can see on my fucking friends list that they're all playing it. Yeah. So the server's running. Why can't you put me on the server? And it wasn't because of our internet, because... You was gaming at the time, and you was on a server. You were fine. I reset the PlayStation, everything, and it still would not load. Yeah, I found that. Or, or when you go to play it, and you've got like a twenty-eight gig update. Yeah. And everyone else is already on it. Yeah, and you're just left thinking, well, why couldn't you fucking tell me about that <laughs> when it became available? Even automatic updates—they don't seem to work anymore. No. Uh, no. I find that as well, and I, and then I end up having to say to my friends, right. I'll have to play tomorrow. It's not going to update in time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a girl called Chrissy. Uh, big shout out to Chrissy. Chrissy! She, she is a Sea of Thieves guru that we are following on Twitch and she's following us. She's a really nice Australian lass. And I managed to get on to Sea of Thieves with her. Now, when I actually loaded into the game, I'm seeing a complete gold-trimmed ship. She's got all gold like kit on. She's got gold weapons. And I'm like, wow, you are proper pro on this. And even she was telling me that, yeah, it's a shame that updates don't do it automatically because it took me 
just over an hour just to start the game with her because when I said oh yes we can get on now and it was the only time that she had spare she went right I booted up and then I went right I'm going to boot mine up now off Fucking hell, there's a 9 gig update here. And because I was already streaming and I was in a Discord chat too, that's both using the internet, the update took ages. And I just think, well, why couldn't you have just said there's an update available as soon as I turned the PC on? Or as soon as it became available, or did you know there's an update available? Instead of waiting me for me to start the game and then the game to turn around and say, if you want to play online, you must update the network features. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> and it just proper does my head in. It really does. Anyway, next is going to be... If you have been forced to live inside of a gaming world, what one would it be? I think we're going to get the same answer here. Well, I mean, it's a difficult question, but... You'd, pro- you'd have to say something like Minecraft, but because otherwise you'd get bored. If you're in a story game and you're playing it over and over again, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with Minecraft, you can there's pretty much no limit to what you could do. Yeah, you know, and it just become real life, wouldn't it? Because you can still grow food, you can go to sleep, you can hunt. Yeah. Yeah, because Whitebird, a couple of episodes ago, she said uh, Sims Four. That was another game where you can. You can pretty much do whatever you want in that game. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole tagline behind it. You can do anything. So, yeah. yeah, I think games like that are the way to go when it comes to living inside Still a game world. Of course you'd be Ratchet and Clank. You're, you just have endless fun with bouncing bombs and razor blade launchers. and <laughs> Yeah, you just love it. And you just love ripping into Captain Quark over and over again. It's it's like he just... He doesn't help himself, does he? No. <laughs> okay, what's the next question? You can only play one game for the rest of your life. So which one will it be? These questions are setting me up for the same answer every time. <laughs> obviously it will be Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. For every single reason that you stated previously, yeah. So that we might as well just move on. Right, what is the greatest thing in gaming or the thing that you love above all else? I just think it's the creativity in gaming. Seeing all the different games, the ideas, different twists people put on things. I think it, it's one massive community in the world, gaming. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's got bad parts, but what, what community doesn't have bad parts? Yeah, precisely. Exactly. Life isn't perfect, is it? Nor and is gaming. And this, this many people that are into the same thing and creative that i just think is wonderful yeah and you know what that's pretty much the one question where we've had it's mainly community isn't it yeah the main answer we've had is the community behind it uh but me personally yeah i love the art of it as well i love the fact that these developers are creating what I consider to be complete works of art. In one of my TikTok videos, it was just screenshots from a lot of different games that I've played over the last couple of years. And just some of the screenshots on their own, they are just gorgeous. Everything from COD and uh, Splitgate and stuff like that, right the way through 
to the dark, grungy ones like uh, Demon Souls and Bloodborne and stuff like that. It was just beautiful. And the fact that somebody created these worlds, a 3D landscape, and then I got to take a picture of that 3D landscape and it was just beautifully picturesque. The one that jumps into my mind every single time is Red Dead Redemption 2. That is a beautiful game. Every yeah. single part of that game is worthy of a screenshot in, on its own. From the way the character models move to the locations. I just, it's gorgeous. I absolutely adore it. Now, of course, I did say that the next section, listeners' questions, we do have one from our very own Jammy. And you're going to have to forgive him on this because, yeah, it's a little bit dark. So we've had Jonesies where it was all sweetness and light and where did you come up with your name and stuff like that. And then we've got Jammies, which is not like that. But that's a good point, actually. I'm going to ask you as a little extra question. Where did you come up with the name Adzo? Trial and error because all the names I wanted was not available. I put in Adam, because this is before I knew anything about usernames, obviously it wasn't available. So I put ads with an S, not available. Ads with a Z, not available. So I just whacked on 26 O's onto the end of it, and that worked. <laughs> if you remember, that used to be my name. and then It was, yeah. I got a bit more mature, and I thought, I'll stick to three O's now. Yeah, and that seems to work. Yeah, I've liked it. I've accidentally just changed it, because on my Xbox, I have a guest account. And I was going to name it Big Adzo. And I've accidentally changed my main account to Big Adzo. <laughs> and I, I absolutely hate it because it makes me look like I'm so big-headed in games. Love it. No, but you I, are big, though. Yeah, I am. But it's also, that was my only free change and I have to pay eight quid to change it again. Uh, I might just gift you the eight quid, Adam. I might gift you the eight quid just you not- so you could change it. Do you not get it like some places do where if you wait six months, you can get a free change? No, Microsoft is once you've changed it once. It's the same as PlayStation. Once you've changed it once, you've got to pay. Yeah, but PlayStation were a lot late to the party, weren't they? They only, what? Last year, wasn't it? No, the year before. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, I've been able to change it for about 13 years now. All right, stop rubbing it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what she yeah, said I, I saved up my free name change for all these years thinking maybe one day I will want to change it and I've just gone and wasted it <laughs> well I wonder how much money Microsoft has made just by the name changes alone anyway now on with the dark question from our boy Jemmy <laughs> and it simply says this I would like to know if the guest which is you if you were going to die, who would take over your legacy? Jamie! <laughs> what even is my legacy? Oh, my days! Oh! Uh, Jamie, <laughs> ladders, take us downeth. So what would yours be? Sarah. Yeah. There you go. It would Fuck be, you, Jamie. For me as well, <laughs> if it was like my Twitch streams and stuff like that, or TGF, because I'm not going to be forever... So it would be passed down to either Adam or Sarah. I think that's the only real way to do it, isn't it? But thank you for the question, Jamie. You can ask another one next week if you want, but try not to make it as dark. (laughs) (laughs) 
We love Jammy though. He's just he's had a lot of shit himself while growing up. He's the same as you. He's had to grow up really quickly because of like personal situation and stuff like that. But he's such a genuinely nice lad. And yeah, what you see is what you get with him. And we love him for it. So now that's the listeners' questions done. Now it's time for the big news section. Section, section. Big news section, section. Yeah, I'm still yet to do the jingle. I'll get that done today, hopefully. We're that's gonna, what he keeps saying. Yeah, we're going to hopefully get the trailer done today as well, if we get chance. You're doing a big news jingle. Are you going to sing it? I don't know. I don't. I haven't got any <laughs> ideas. We'll probably discuss it after we've stopped recording he this. D- he don't know. Well, he does know this, but after we've recorded this, Gamester's doing a big Sunday roast. So I am. It's yeah. going to be the evening that he does that rest of that stuff. Roast, roast, roast. Okay. Right. That's hey. not. That's not. That's the little news section. That is. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. <laughs> now, the first. Of four, no, five news articles that I wanted to cover. The first one is Battlefield 2042. Yes, there is a lot of hype around this game, and rightly so. Apparently, they're going back to their roots, i.e. Battlefield uh, 3, Battlefield 4, uh, Battlefield Bad Company. Them kind of games are all making a resurgence, and this is going to be the accumulation of of what they wanted to do and what they've been working on for the past decade. So it's looking to be a very good game. However, a few new details have just been, uh, quotes, leaked just recently. on purpose. Yeah, and it's about the Hazard Zone. Now, as we know, they said Hazard Zone's coming out. It is like a a Battle Royale, a BR game, but it is not a Battle Royale. Well, now we found out exactly what they mean. And there's been a few games just it's like it. It's a royal battle. Not quite. Oh. <laughs> Recently, the leaks regarding Hazard Zone have been as follows. We already know that Portal is a mode where you can create your own modes and take them online. But until now, Hazard Zone has been under wraps. No one has been saying anything about it. The only thing that DICE confirmed is that the mode is not Battle Royale. That's it. It's now been leaked that there is, it's going to be a co-op mode where you are dropped into the map to complete certain objectives against AI that are all sent to stop you. The aim is to do things like take control point or gather intel or just going and taking control of ammo caches and stuff like that. And then at the end you're meant to expel from the map without failing the mission at any point. There will be respawns although how that was defined wasn't said. They don't know how that's going to be implemented yet. And also the weapons... Uh, have kits that have to be found around the map along with all your supplies in the same way you would with a battle royale whether this is going to be the free to play element that they previously confirmed we don't know but i would see this as a standalone free to play element in the same way that other games have done it now, for example, Card Warzone. By the sound of that, what what you've just described, that yeah, I'd rather 
be going on that over Warzone. It does sound really good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The AI waves of soldiers reminds me a little bit of Modern Warfare's survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, I used to play that a lot. You see, now, as you know, the map sizes in this new Battlefield game are huge. They They always are. It's Battlefield. Yeah, but now they're like twice the size of current Battlefield maps. Yeah. So, do you remember that desert one in uh, Battlefield 1? Yeah, it's just on the outskirts. It's about nowhere. Yeah, it's about 33% bigger than that. Sweet. So, they are huge maps. And they are quite heavily populated with buildings and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot to explore there. And I think that's a really good game. If they did that as the free-to-play content, you know, as an extra mode that you could download in the same way you can download Warzone without having to buy the most recent COD. But if you want access to the most recent COD's weapons, you've got to buy the COD. So would you play that, Adam? Yeah, I... I'm going to play Battlefield no matter what, with or without that mode. It's Battlefield, what do you want to do? Yeah, I've always loved great Battlefield. Game. I preferred Battlefield 4 to any of them. That's the one I've last really played seriously. You've just made your dad smile. Yeah, because like father, like son, he knows good games when he sees them or when he plays them. It's, yeah. it's a great game. I went back on it not that long ago and it still stands the test of time. To this day, it still plays really, really well. There's a few hackers on it now, but yeah, it's still a lot of fun. And I really, really enjoy it. So yeah, my general consensus for that is I'm really looking forward to it. And fingers crossed that that's going to be the free-to-play element. I hope so. Because if it is, I think that's going to pull a lot of people yeah, into the main game. Yeah, because you're going to think well what else can they offer yeah so you will go with, yeah yeah i see where you're coming from on that. and then this portal as well they've got a community mode where people can create these completely original modes so it could be melee only it I could be in, vehicles I only interested on that one but i don't think i'd be the creator and i think the well i think the main pull for that is the fact that you have got all the content that comes from Battlefield 2042. You've got all the weapons, all the vehicles that are in there, all the gadgets, everything. But then you've got all the weapons, gadgets, and vehicles that you have got in Battlefield 3, Battlefield Bad Company, and Battlefield 1942. Do you reckon that you would do any creating on that, Adam? Maybe. There's games like it in the past. and There's Fortnite Creative Mode and Halo Forge Mode. I, I used to play a lot of Halo Forge Mode. I actually used it to make races instead, even though it's supposed to be a shooting game. <laughs> but I used to love it. Well, yeah, there's going to be yeah. a lot of creative designs out there. Uh, from what I believe, yeah. though, just so everybody knows, uh, you do it all online when you create it. You create it in the same way that you will put, you know, vehicles that are allowed, uh, weapons that are allowed, then the maps that you will play on or maps, and all these kind of little boxes that you have to tick. Yeah. And once you've ticked all them boxes online on the website, 
it will be then sent to the main game and anyone can log in and play on it. Well, I anyone think, who's got the game. Yeah, I think that'll be fun, to be fair. Yeah. Now, there is also other Battlefield 2042 news, and this one is not so, not so good. So, cheat makers have already started selling their cheats for the upcoming game due to the breach and the source code being held for ransom, which you probably already know about. If you don't, the source code for the Frostbite engine that was leaked and basically hacked and stolen has now been put up on the web in little dribs and drabs while they hold up the main source code for ransom asking for i think it's some ridiculous amount of money like 30 million or something like that and they said if you give us the 30 million we'll give you the source code back well they've already leaked some of that source code to the cheat makers who are now claiming that they have already got cheats ready and waiting to go that are completely 100% undetectable. Now, that statement at the end, it's undetectable. I don't believe it's undetectable. I believe it's damn near undetectable. Mm. But I think there is certain things you can get your cheat engine to look for specifically in order to try and capture I'm, people. I'm just going to bow out of this because I, I ain't got a clue what you're chatting. This mm. one's for you and Adam to chill. So what about. do you think, Ad, to the fact that apparently the word on the grapevine is that there are cheats already created, ready and waiting to go? Mm. I just don't like them. I wash my hands of those people. They're in the same pile as scalpers to me. I agree. Scum. Yeah. Yep. Put it politely. Because at the end of the day, they are taking away the enjoyment from everybody else. And yeah. these people who are buying hats and then using them going, oh, look, I'm an awesome player. No, you're not. It's just like what Johns has said last week. If, you, if you're a hacker, then you're just not good at the game. Deal with it. Yeah. If you want to get good at the game, put the time in. Put the effort in. If you haven't got the time or the effort, come to terms with the fact you shit on the game. Find a new game. And find a, another game that you enjoy playing. It's that simple. So, our message is if you are a hacker or if you use cheats that you have purchased on the internet, you're a fucking scumbag. You're an imbecile. And you are the scourge and the parasites of gaming. You need to learn to get good. And stop trying to buy hacks to do it for you. There you go. Now, there is an update in this next news story regarding the Activision Blizzard shit that's been going off. For all those people who are unaware, currently Activision Blizzard are getting sued because of the work conditions and, quote, for making their work environment like a frat boy house. So... Yeah, it's not been good. There's been a lot of leaked bits of information coming out. And there's been a lot of testimonies that have been brought to the public attention of the way that they have treated the women within their business. And yeah, it's just disgusting behavior. It's never been acceptable. It never will be acceptable. And if you are part and parcel of it, then yeah, you don't deserve to work there. 
you don't deserve a job like that that pays you so well. You're getting paid to be sexist and to treat women like fucking trash when that, in reality, they're the stronger sex. Fact. It's as simple as that. Now, the new information is there are now stories being leaked about the court case. Employees have suggested that Blizzard have been destroying the documents regarding the alleged working conditions. Blizzard came out with a statement saying that they took all appropriate measures to make sure the evidence was kept safe. But there are testimonials that are mysteriously going missing. There are a lot of key evidence, like documents, that have just miraculously disappeared from the preliminary hearing. And now there are a lot of people saying that, look, I actually put my case forward and now my case doesn't exist and we're wondering why. So what do we think about that? So fucking dodgy's going on there, isn't it? To me, that just sounds like they're trying to cover the tracks. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to money, to me. If they come out and they lose all this and they have to pay big fines, but it's not the fine. They can probably come for a huge fine, but... It's losing a huge amount of their audience. Yeah. That starts to boycott them. That that is what they're trying to avoid. So they don't want this stuff coming out in court and that's the lawyer's job to protect them. Even though the lawyers probably know themselves that they're a terrible company, they have to do it, it's their job. Yeah. And unfortunately that's the kind of world we live in right now. There are people getting paid to defend the bad guy. Yep. It all comes down to money in the end, I think. But at the end of the day, in my personal opinion, I believe all these claims and I believe that there are documents going missing because there's over 2,000 people just last month that did a mass walkout and said, we're not working there until things change, which tells me that even amidst all of this court case, they still haven't put any truly significant changes in place and things have carried on going the way that they always were it's just now it's being done in hushed tones and they're not speaking as loudly in case someone hears them that kind of thing and i just don't agree with it there is no place for it not in this industry not in any other i just i think it's disgusting behavior and yeah there's a reason why Americans are so fucking determined to get this done and dusted now. Because, obviously, there's a lot of covering up going on. Now It's almost like they've got enough money that they can hide this shit. Yeah, precisely. Because that is right. They've got billions. They made over $1.4 billion last uh, year alone. That was Activision. Blizzard was a significant amount of that. I think, uh, if I remember rightly, I ain't got the article up, but I think it was like 55% of it or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, they have got the money to get rid of this court case. But at the same time, what I said is exactly right. When it comes down to it, if this court case comes into the public sector and we all find out yeah they were telling the truth it's been proven in court there is going to be a shit ton of their dedicated fan base for their games going nah not playing any more blizzard games 
So I think you're bang on with that. Yeah. The money is the root of all evil. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change, but it doesn't stop us from wanting change. I think that's the ultimate reasoning behind it. Now, who knows about Dr. Disrespect getting sued on Twitch? No. Yeah. He recently found out why and he's suing them for it. Oh, why yeah. then? I don't know why. Oh. No, no one does. No, I don't now, think he's told anyone. Yet. Oh, right. Okay. No. Saving it for gold. For the people that don't know, Dr. Disrespect, it, well, he was a Twitch streamer. He's now gone over to YouTube. He is a ex-game developer who created a persona that he called Dr. Disrespect. And it was like he was plucked straight out of the 80s. He's, he's unique, let's put it that way, and love him or hate him, he is a good content creator. He does make good content. It's just, it's very, how can I put it, exaggerated. So, when he's shocked, he is very exaggerated. When he gets angry, it's very exaggerated to be entertaining. And not that long ago, I think it was around six months ago, he just got banned from Twitch. There was nothing said about it. There was nothing actually saying you got caught hacking or you broke our terms of service. It was just you've been banned because you are in breach of terms of service. No strikes, nothing like that. Just straight out ban. And that's only reserved normally for very serious things. He didn't even know himself. He's recently found out and this is basically what's happening. A few months ago, Dr. Disrespect was suddenly banned off Twitch without any reason. After a lot of back and forth with Twitch, Dr. D Disrespect found out the reason why. However, in a recent stream on YouTube, he stated that he's now suing Twitch for the ban and says that it was an unjust and fair, unfair decision. He is suing them for the loss of earnings and the damage to his reputation. Apparently, he is now only making 25% of the earnings he was making on Twitch, being on YouTube, and he's been passed up for multiple sponsorships because of the ban. So no one's even wanting to trust him with sponsorships, and he used to have sponsorships all the time. They're basically ruining his livelihood. The consistent sponsorships that he had... I've all now dropped him as well. So he has took a massive financial knock because of this ban. So what do we think? I think it's ban out of order. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> what do you think, Ads? Well, I don't know. I don't, like everything, I don't think it's exactly black and white. He, he was banned, I think, five times before the permanent ban. So See, I didn't know that. He yeah. was, yeah. He he was for stuff weird. It was stuff. always for stupid stuff, yeah. But like taking the camera into a toilet with it during Gamescom. That wasn't even him. That was his cameraman. But yeah, he but he banned. got banned for it. I just don't. I don't know. See, we need more information on it. To be fair, now yeah. here's my thoughts. I don't think that Twitch should ever ban anyone without giving them a full written concise reason for it now it could be because you've been copy stri copyright strikes 
three times. Or it could be because you were making racial slurs on stream. Or anything. But they should at least let you know. Give you shouldn't have reason. to be... Yeah, you shouldn't have to be in talks with them for over four months before they actually go, oh, right, yeah, this is the reason why. I think Twitch have come out recently and said they're going to start telling people from now on why they have been banned, which I think is a step in the right direction. They should have been doing that from the first, in the first place, you know what I mean? Yeah, they should have done that, yeah. Yeah, especially for smaller streamers that get banned and they have no idea why and they feel like they've done nothing wrong. It, and they can't get in touch with Twitch as easily because they're a smaller streamer. Exactly. I think it is just a nightmare, really. But then, pardon me, but then you're always going to get people like... It always comes into my mind, the hot tub streams. Yeah, that's because, the worst thing on Twitch at the minute. Because they said, look, you're not allowed to wear a bikini on stream. And you're like, but have you seen some of the shit that people are wearing on stream and it's not a bikini? But it's just as revealing. Yep. And that's okay. So anyway, no, unless you're at the beach or in a hot tub, you're not allowed to wear a bikini. So they're going, all right, we'll buy a fucking hot tub. And they got a hot tub, jumped in a hot tub, and went, right, we're within the terms of service. They can't ban us. Yeah. So then they had to do their own little section. And it's as ridiculous with Twitch doing that as it is with OnlyFans saying... We are not going to allow any more sexual content. Are they back? I've had all on that now. Have they? Yeah, they came out, I think, a couple of days ago, and they said, in light of the backlash, we have decided to change our minds and put a temporary hold on our decision. It's because they're basically shooting themselves right in the face by doing that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, everyone knows OnlyFans to be sexual content or even to a point it's overly sexualized content even if it's not actually pornographic well i didn't realize it was anything other than that until i read about it yeah there is uh, around 30 percent or something like that i believe i read somewhere i don't can't remember what around 30 percent of OnlyFans are actually just doing you know news stories that the normal community doesn't get. Bonus content. Yeah, basically. And the rest are all sexualized or pornographic. So when I heard that they said that, I thought, oh yeah, good luck with that. Because as soon as you do that, as soon as you implement the fact that there is now no porn on that site, that porn's gonna, that site's going to die. Guaranteed. Yeah, definitely. They'll lose all their money. Exactly. So, yeah. of course, they've backpedaled now because they're thinking, yeah, this is... We're going to commit Harry Carey here. If we actually do this, we're done. Yeah, it's all about money again. That's the same thing with Twitch. That's the reason they're not getting banned. I see people wondering why they're not getting banned. Well, obviously, that's the reason. Yeah, exactly. They're always consistently in like the top 10 most viewed streams of the day. They're bringing in so much money, Twitch are refusing to ban them. Yeah. Yeah, and at the end of the day, when it's all said and done... These people, you can't blame them. It's not their problem. All they are doing is exploiting a loophole. Now, if they don't mind people looking at them in a bikini and stuff like that, every credit to them. Go for it. You're you're making a killing by doing it. It's not your job to appease all the public. It's your job to earn money on Twitch. That's, That's the whole point of you doing it. 
So it's down to Twitch to put more guidelines in place instead of just saying, oh, we'll give you your own category. Yeah. And that nicely segues onto the last news story of today. Again, it's on about Twitch. Okay. The bot apocalypse. Uh. Now, for those people who don't stream, for those people who are unaware, over the past month or two, there has been literally hundreds and thousands of bot accounts being created that are now going randomly following people on multiple different accounts but if you go and view their profile you will instantly get hacked and they will have access to your computer i just don't bother fucking clicking on anyone's name anymore neither do i and not only that but these these same bots now are also facilitating hate raids that's the term that's been coined now hate raids where you'll get a raid of around 30 to 40 people and they will come into your chat, into your stream and they will just unload a barrage of hate comments. That's always been a thing on Twitch and I think you deserve a permanent ban for that because you could really upset someone. Yeah. yeah, well now it's being done by bots. So it's all automated. And I yeah, think... But if, if you're not the most tech savvy, you might not even realise it's a bot, so... Yeah, precisely. So when you get this entire raid coming in and then just basically saying you're this, you're that, uh, calling you every name under the, t- under the sun, whether it's racial, homophobic or anything like that, they will just go for you straight off the bat. And then... I think this is a natural progression because there are so many posts out there now saying beware of this list of names and then when they go in they instantly get banned. I think that they're doing it this way because that's going to take up a large chunk of your stream with you just going go to that player, ban, go to that player, ban, go to that player, ban. Yep. Yeah, not everyone has a mod that can be there for the whole stream. Yeah, precisely. Uh, I know that Donut Damage, he is such a nice guy. He's a great content creator. And I love watching his streams. He brings such a fun, optimistic, happy energy to his streams. He's always inclusive. And I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that doesn't like him. Everyone that goes into his stream seems to love the guy. And rightly so, because... He's got great content, and he got hate stream, uh, hate raided a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and it took one of his good friends to come in and saying, "Did you know that you can like do a mass ban? It's a lot of faffing about, but this is how you do it." And he basically held Donut's hand while he did it all, yeah. and it took a long time to do, but then he got it sorted, and it shouldn't be happening. So, my questions are simple. Do you think enough is being done about it? What do you think you would do about it if it was up to you? And do you think this is going to be a new thing that's now here to stay? I think it's going to stay for the foreseeable. Do you think enough's been done? No. I don't know the coding or how much effort it takes to ban things like that. It's not easy, that's for certain, because anyone can make a new account. It's free to make an account. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think I I bet they're pushed to the limit. I bet they're doing more than they can. This has been a problem on YouTube for 
probably since the dawn of YouTube. And yeah. it's just, it's difficult to tell. And programs are getting so advanced at hiding themselves now that it's really difficult to tell if it's a bot or not for Twitch when they, the new account's created. And they have algorithms and stuff to make them look real. I'll watch this stream for 10 minutes, watch this other stream for 10 minutes, and then to Twitch and their bot detection, it looks like, oh, that's a real person. You see, for me personally, it costs a hell of a lot of money to do what I'm going to suggest, but it's the only exit that I could see on Twitch's behalf and that would be to scan every message sent. But then you've got to think just how many streamers are online at any given time and how many messages go through their streams every stream. And you yeah. need to, sometimes it's not easy to detect. It's the nuances behind it. Like right. someone saying, oh, you're a good gamer, aren't you? Question mark. And what they're ma- basically meaning is, you shit at this game. But at the same time, if you just look at the question as a whole, that could be someone paying you a compliment going, wow, you're good at this game, aren't you? Yeah. And it's that distinction that the AI would be really hard-pressed to pick up on because it's AI. They don't know the nuances between the like languages across the globe. And I think that if you could detect it, and then instantly banned because if you're seeing whether they go to X amount of streams or not, if they could see, well, this person created an account a month ago, he's been to a few streams, but all he's ever done is hate speech, then delete it. Yeah. But then you're going to also get a backlash where the AI gets it wrong and you have to go, what? What did I do? But then again, if you're being nice, then you wouldn't have that problem, would you? Exactly. What do you think to that? I don't know if that would be a feasible thing for them to do. I think it would work, but it's just really difficult. Yeah, it'd take a lot of time to create a program that could do that, an algorithm that could do that, and at the same time, that would cost a shit ton of money as well. Yeah. So, yeah, there's the the end conclusion. I don't think that there's anything that can be really done about it, not from our perspective anyway, being streamers... And being a a content consumer, would you call you ads? You consume the content, but you don't stream the content. So, yeah, we think it's a very hard one to try and cure, try and rectify. And we don't know if it would even work. But that brings us to the last section. (laughs) Pixie, my love, who is your shout out for today? Um, She's thinking hard about this one. Mine is going to be, yet again, my robot dude. Evans. Evans, because, like I say, he's there for a lot of people. He keeps telling me off that I tell people to go and follow him and go and give him a view. But Evans, if you're listening to this, I don't care what you say. I'm still giving you a shout out. Okay. Okay. He's got low confidence, but his content is always top draw. And my only hope for him from someone who doesn't know him as well as you. But I've seen his content. I think he's got great content. And my only hope for him is if he has so many people coming into his stream and having the same belief as us and saying, your content's really good. I think you're a really nice guy. That it will eventually start to sink in. I mean, who don't want to see an American that has two, I think, two or three beautiful dogs and that wears dungarees? Who don't want to see that? 
<laughs> and he's such a nice guy as well. He's genuine, he is sincere. And yeah, again, what you see is what you get. Ads, what about you? Who are you going to give a shout out to? Is there any YouTuber or streamer that you've been watching recently that you think deserves a shout out? As for content creators, I don't have anyone. I want to We're shout sat out. right here, Adam. We're sat right here. Hey, give me a chance. That... <laughs> <laughs> I was only—I was going to say the only people I even watch on Twitch at the minute are you two. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. I have very limited time after work, so usually I don't. Busy, do busy boy, busy boy. Yeah, and then he's learning guitar. He's doing his coding. He, yeah, yeah. It's always good to stay busy. For me, it's a simple one for me. It's somebody who's in the TGF who... It's me! ...is not getting half as much attention as, as they me. deserve. And I have got to be thankful to that person for all the success that I garnered from him. I am, of course, talking about Charlie. Charlie! Charlie, he's just... He's not long since started Twitch streaming... And it pisses me off that more people haven't gone to his streams and shown him some love because he really is a great lad. And it was thanks to him coming into my streams religiously every single night back when I was playing Astral Bot and Beat Saber. Yeah. And he, oh, and Resident Evil 7 in VR. And he kept coming back every single time. And just engaging with the chat, engaging with me, and asking questions. He's just, he's such a nice lad. And now he's started streaming, and he's still only got like 43. And it, I do believe it was Charlie that inspired me to set up the TGF Discord. Yes, it was. Yes. So thank you, Charlie. We've got a lot to thank you for. We have, yeah. And I do not think we'd be where we are now if it wasn't for him. So, so if any of you are not following him, why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because he's got 666 in his name, he's not the devil. <laughs> right? It's just because his name was taken. So he thought, I'm going to be Charlie B, 666th generation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave his information in the description down below. But go and check him out. It's CharlieB666. He's on Twitch. He streams quite regularly. And you'd be doing yourself an injustice if you did not go and check him out. Well, that is all I am going to say for this podcast. It is. Is there anything else you would like to say, Adam? I would just like to thank you for the opportunity to record the podcast. Ads, come on, son. It was a foregone conclusion that you would be on it at some point. You, we was going to make you a milestone episode in 10 episodes. Well, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. So Good. have I. So, so, yeah, so have I. Reminiscing, getting yeah. to know him even better than we already did. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you so much, Ads. Now, of course, guys, if you are listening to this and you want to get involved, you are welcome to do so. All you have to do is email us if you've got any questions that you want to put to next week's guest or if you just want to tell us a story and have our live reactions. You can even be considered as a guest on a future episode. Either way, you can always 
always email. It's wertgf at gmail.com. Simple. wertgf, all one word, at gmail.com. I will read and reply to every single email I receive personally. So, you will always get a reply from me. What better reason do you need for getting in touch? Thank you for tuning in. And until next week's podcast, toodaloos from me. A goodbye from me. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) He had to do it, didn't he? I'll catch you next week, guys, where we should have a returning guest and whoever they decide to bring to the podcast. We don't even know yet. So watch this space and I will catch you next time.